Hey, sexies. I have a couple exciting things um, as usual to talk about. So first off, I want to make sure you all know that we are on Facebook and you can uh, find us at Generation Sex Podcast on Facebook. Um, And then we also have a really awesome group and you should join. It is Generation Sexies. It's S-E-X-X-X-I-E-S. If you just look that up on Facebook, you will be able to find our group and then you just have to say confirm that you're 18 or over and you can join and uh, we have a lot of different really cool things that we do. We do meme threads, we do sexy booty photos, we do sexy photos um, and obviously you don't have to post if you're not comfortable but you can look and you can learn and we just have a lot of really cool educational stuff in there but it's just a beautiful community that we want to obviously keep adding to so if you're not yet in it please make sure you um, try to come in it um, and uh, you request to be in and it's just going to be a beautiful thing. I also uh, want to share obviously about our Patreon. We have really exciting things happening in our Patreon. Um, we started something called the Slut Diaries and really what the Slut Diaries are is it's a diary entry style a very slutty, kinky one um, version of a diary. And uh, we are sharing intimate uh, pictures with you. Like I literally just posted two tip pics the other day. So like if you sign up, you get access to all the things we've already posted. Um, Side note. Um, Also, we just uploaded a mini episode that um, all of our patrons get to listen to. And this one was about how to take fire nudes. We have like amazing like sex stories that Amanda shares and we're all gonna all of us are gonna share eventually adrian shared a really awesome sexy sex story last week um we have erotica like literally if you're missing out on our patreon you are doing yourself a disservice um because you can start for as low as two dollars but if you want access to our slut diaries is it is as low as five dollars and it's just five dollars a month ten dollars a month $15 a month, etc. Just check out our page. No pressure. If you go to patreon.com slash generation sex, you're going to find all the information you need and then figure out if it's something that you want to do. We love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting us. And also we're on Instagram. It's generation sex with two X's podcast on Instagram. And y'all should rate us five stars on apple Podcasts if you're listening on there um that way we get bumped up and more people can see us and if you leave us a review maybe we'll shout you out we'll see um and i just want to shout out to our amazing patreon patreons i always want to say patreons but it's really patrons um who we have now we have nicole sydney allison um tatiana and charles and crystal and beautiful people so thank you so much for supporting us and let's get back to the show hey hello yo what up (laughs) (laughs) so we are here with our third episode um my name is Hannah Gray. My pronouns are she and they. And my fun fact of the day is I have two degrees, one in gender studies and one in art. And my name is Adrian Gray. My pronouns are he, him. And a fun fact about me, I was actually born in Tennessee. Yeah. Woo. 
I'm Amanda Drew. My pronouns are she, they. And my fun fact is that I have a bachelor's degree in arts and business. Oh my god. <laughs> we didn't talk about that beforehand, just no, so <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> You're like, I got my fun fact, and I'm like, me too, jotting it down. <laughs> I like notes. <laughs> But yeah, so today we are going to talk about gender and sex. We originally were going to talk about gender, sex, and se- sexuality and realized that we're in way over our head because we would probably have like a three-hour podcast. And I don't think anybody wants that. So we are going to do a part two next time about sexuality, which is physical, romantic, and emotional. So we're going to talk about a lot of different as- aspects of sexuality. Um, so yeah, gender today. I'm Yay, excited. Gender and sex. Yay. Gender and sex. <laughs> What'd you say, Amanda? And sex. Yes, Talking and sex. sex oh yeah, duh. Yeah. yeah. Um so I guess kinda I think we should start with the gender unicorn just because Love the gender unicorn. It's like the so best we, way yeah. to describe everything. Because yes. we all unicorns. <laughs> Are <laughs> <Not> we? <laughs> 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 and this is our first episode we're doing like I feel like kinda late. I don't know. This yeah, is late this for is me. Late-ish. Where late-ish. It's like nine o'clock almost. Yeah, that's late. I'm like, I'm a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Gender unicorn, quick Google search, like super easy. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so real quick, I'm going to pull it up on my phone, even though I'm pretty sure I got it memorized. Um, so sure this is a great too. reference to um, kind of like get your terms right. I feel like a lot of people are always caught up on the terms when it comes to like this topic. Um, so basically, it's this cute little unicorn. And there are different aspects of it. So pointing to the brain of the unicorn, kind of coming out of the unicorn's head, is the gender identity. So that is how someone identifies. So that is associated with the brain. Then we have the full entirety of the unicorn is uh, the gender expression. So this is how you express your gender to the world. So it might be masculine, it might be feminine, might be androgynous. It might be different every day. So um, that is gender expression. Then we have sex assigned at birth. um, And that is the genitalia. So whether you're assigned um, female at birth, assigned male at birth, or intersex or ambiguous genitalia. Um, And then we have two little hearts. And one of them is physical attraction. And the other one is emotional attraction. And we'll talk more about that next time. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to add anything about our cute old gender unicorn? Um, I just want to add that I've had a few people that are confused about gender expression. Mm -hmm. So let's just quickly talk about what gender expression is and how we can express that. So these are typical things like your hair, facial hair, clothing. Um, Some people attribute like colors to it as well. So like wear a lot of pink that's a typical girl color okay so this is how um we're presenting to society and that can differ from how you identify as well so your gender identity can be different from your gender expression especially if you're still in the closet especially if you aren't comfortable or not safe like in environments of uh, work uh, school home etc and I do want to note like it's very important when it comes to gender that we don't like assume people's genders um, because 
gender doesn't have a look. It really doesn't. You can't see gender. You can't see sex. You can't see these things. It is something that you have to have a conversation with the person. You have to ask them questions um, in order to to figure it out. You know, (laughs) it's not a guessing game. It is a I'm going to ask you respectfully and that's how I'm going to know. So I think that's important to talk about for sure. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it. Oh, we will. we'll get to that. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Um so I definitely think too we got to talk about the difference between gender and sex, which we already covered, but oftentimes folks uh assume that sex and gender are the same thing and they get very confused, and I think that's where a lot of the kind of not not necessarily ignorance, but kind of like this not controversy, kind of just like this big question mark that people have um, when you confusion. hear gender. What'd you like say? a confusion, for yeah, lack of a yeah. like. I think it's word. really a confusion yeah. um, where people are like, oh, that's the same thing. Like, And yeah. confusion is not bad. We are not shaming anyone for being um, like ill-informed or under-informed. This is not something that's normally talked about, yeah. so We're no shame to, to anyone. You. I hope that's why you're here. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think, and that's where I think the confusion of, oh, people think that there's only two genders uh, because they're thinking sex, but sex is different than gender. Gender doesn't mean genitalia. So um, I think that's a lot of the times where people think, oh, there are two genders or there's some people who are like just erasing identities, <laughs> you right, know, yes. um, casually, but harmfully um so i definitely think it's important to realize that sex is genitalia or assigned genitalia at birth or i mean gender from a gender affirming surgery Mm -hmm. right there's also like there's also more involved in sex than just your genitals there's also secondary sex characteristics so like whether or not you grow breasts whether or not you have ovaries Mm -hmm. which can't tell when you're born if you have ovaries Mm -hmm. um so all these secondary sex characteristics that usually pop up when we go through puberty are also huge indicators of sex so i know that we we said that sex is male female yeah but there's but there's so there's so many different and like your chromosomes your genetics come into it as Mm -hmm. well so sex is also incredibly complicated um and it's not something that you can tell just by looking at someone no, either. No, so definitely not. No, th- definitely. I, I completely brushed off that part of it. But no, that's why we all do this you're together, you know. Yeah. I, I've been out of college for five years now, so I'm brushed <laughs> up on this stuff again. But um, no, yeah, absolutely. And I think something big that I learned in college was sex is more ambiguous than we think you know Mm -hmm. like there's so much to it people just put things in boxes and if you know anything about me you know I hate boxes (laughs) I don't think humans fit in them and I just think like um it's very very important to really emphasize the ambiguity um surrounding sex and um that honestly it's more common for folks to have ambiguous genitalia and um then it is to have this stereotypical okay this is a sign female at birth this is a sign male at birth you know Absolutely, um yeah. ambiguous genitalia is very common 
very 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 common um so and then the doctor's just like okay i'm gonna put you in this box or i'll put you in this box whichever surgery is what ambiguous genitalia is i mean it could be a lot of different things it could be a clitoris that's just elongated and then the person has a vagina um a lot of different things i don't know Mm -hmm. like i mean ambiguous just sex characteristics in general so someone who maybe has a penis and then also has testicles or like testes you know Mm -hmm. um there's so many different things i don't know there's yeah do you have any like there's so many in general like ambiguous genitalia is when um you look at someone's genitals and you cannot tell immediately if they are like fitting in that male female box so male being penis and testicles Mm -hmm. um female being vulva and clitoris um with like an a vaginal opening um so like anytime that they're not what you would think would be in that perfect little box Mm -hmm. it's ambiguous genitalia and this is this is the same thing for your secondary sex characteristics as well definitely um and unfortunately for kind of the a lot of the history of intersex folks unfortunately at birth a lot of them without parent permission or with parent permission and not the child's permission um Mm -hmm. doctors have performed surgery when the child is born to pick one or the other and thankfully i'm pretty sure this is becoming illegal or already illegal i I Um, thought that i saw it this year yeah recently for sure but unfortunately until recently that was completely legal for a doctor to even not let the parents know and just pick genitalia to change the child's into you know yes does that make sense was yeah. that a sentence yeah <laughs> i mean it was close to a sentence it's fine it's fine <laughs> but, but yeah so so uh using surgery to affirm a yes sex assigned at birth yeah and there's there's many folks who have grown up and who had this done to them where they're like that was the wrong one to pick you know like that mm-hmm. wasn't that's makes me uncomfortable like they made a decision for me that i disagree with you know and it's unfortunate and there's a a lot of cases like that so I think now that this is kind of more of a a legal thing to do um I'm hoping slash I believe that it's kind of more getting more accepting for intersex folks to exist and without the need for surgery exactly yes also the surgery is not always necessary like it's not medically necessary for them to get the surgery right because it's not like doing any harm to their body right it's just who they are the quote like medical necessity is to be able to check a box Mm -hmm. at birth Mm -hmm. um because i mean if you (laughs) i mean i've been to a hospital and I pushed a baby out my vagina guys so um when they give you like they're in the birth certificate there's not a checkbox for intersex mm-hmm. there's just there's not yeah. um and they have to check one or the other there's not even another box so so really medical institutions need to be more accepting of diversity um and really, it's not a person problem. It's an in- institution problem. And that's like, even when we were talking about 
like fat shaming and diet culture and all that stuff like it's an institutional problem Mm -hmm. and there's not enough kind of just like space for people to just be themselves and you know have acceptance no there's not there's a lot we need to do we're gonna slowly change we're getting there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so kind of going back to that um that is sex that we just kind of talked about and there's a lot more we could go into um and then gender is this whole other thing so i do want to kind of go through a couple terms like cisgender transgender like all these different terms um and there are many genders and we can cover some um Many, many many it's a simple google search you can see a bazillion different genders they've even um, got graphics for them and graphics yeah yeah so you're not even going to be bored looking at them no. it's going to be fine and it's so beautiful so like someone who is very like loves gender and sex and all these different things i believe it's such a beautiful thing um just seeing all these different genders and the the in just it's never ending and it's so beautiful to me i love mm-hmm. it um so i'll i'll explain cisgender Cisgender is someone who, let's say, was assigned male at birth, and they identify, so their gender is male as well. And another one would be someone assigned female at birth, and their gender is woman. So that's cisgender. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go over transgender? Do you want to do it? Um, so transgender is basically when you're... Um, when you <laughs> when your sex assigned as birth at at birth it's not as birth um is different or the opposite of your gender identity so if you were born and your sex is female but you identify as male that would make you transgender I kind of threw him under the bus for that one, so that's why I was a little choppy. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. I was I like, "Here, you tell us." It was fine. Yay! <laughs> you're like, oh, "Okay, okay, okay." I got ready. <laughs> but yeah, so th- that's two. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to say that more. trans also is an umbrella term. It is yes. Okay, which we'll we'll talk about later, but it mm-hmm. does encompass um, any time that your gender does not match your correlate uh, yes or correlate to your uh sex assigned at birth what 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 never mind it's fine keep going we're i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um so cisgendered transgendered transgender what else do we want to also side note want to know what's not a word transgendered transgendered or transgenders okay also not a word you touched me now i'm gayed you touched me. Now I'm transgendered. Okay. D- uh, no. Mm-mm. They're not the same. No. Stop but I it. sometimes stutter. So are you straighted? So Probably so not. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> stop saying transgendered. So those um, are two of the main, <laughs> two of the main genders that we're going to talk about. Um, I also want to talk about uh, non-binary yeah, as well because yeah. that is. Um, that's another one of like the 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 main ones that we talk about um as yeah. far as like society. So non-binary means that your gender does not fit as male or female. Mm-hmm. Okay? So a gender is on a binary as our society sees it. Um there's male, 
and penis on one side and then there's female and vagina on the other side and so if you are non-binary you don't fit within that binary maybe that means that you identify as okay like me for example okay um I identify as like femme masculine so um I, this is me saying I'm non-binary. So, um, <laughs> so like part of how I identify is very much male. A lot of like my characteristics I attribute to traditional male um, in our society, but I'm also very um, feminine mm-hmm. appearing. This is my gender expression. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, and I think also when it comes to non-binaryness. I don't know if that's a word, but it's We're better make than it a word. gender. <laughs> um, it's really important, like kind of like Amanda was saying, like we view gender and sex and all these things on a binary, and you're gonna know very quickly that binaries suck. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think they do, but that's an opinion. Um, so, really, it's not correct to look at gender in a binary in my opinion, um, and also with an educational background, honestly, gender lies on a spectrum. So there are two sides of a spectrum, one being male or masculine, one being feminine or uh, female. And then it's this whole spectrum in between. So it's not just one or the other. There's this whole like fluid, ever flowing motion between the two sides. And, um, that's where non-binary identities come in. This gray area. <laughs> See what we did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, this gray area of identities. What did you say? Okay, dads. Oh, whatever. I don't understand, but it's fine. What's <laughs> <laughs> a K dad? I don't know. It was a dad joke. Was it? You see what we Wait, did there? Let's go back. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah. See, that's that's, that's my yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there are so many gray areas of gender that are never talked about or never like treated like they actually exist. So non-binary is someone, yeah, just like you said, someone who is in that gray area, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So no binaries for gender. There are spectrums. And same with sexuality and same with sex as well, um, which we'll talk about sexuality another time. Yeah, yeah. that'll be the next one. Yeah. So um, definitely that is huge uh, when it comes to talking about gender is spectrum versus binary for sure. So um, do you want to segue into kind of talking about more in depth about our own personal gender experiences. I know you just started opening up. Is there more, do you think, kind of layers, kind of like when you started to have words for this and like kind of stuff like that? Kind of like get deep in there. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> I love Peel it. Peel the onion. I love it. <laughs> um, do I would quickly like to talk about pronouns, though, oh, because yeah. they're super important when yeah. we're talking about um gender in general and talking Mm -hmm. to people who might not have a gender that you can immediately pick out you can never immediately pick it out but Mm -hmm. sometimes you make good guesses and that's what they are they're good Mm -hmm. guesses so quickly we want to talk about pronouns yeah okay um so we introduce ourselves at the beginning with Mm -hmm. our pronouns and um 
So your pronoun is she, he, they, anything that uh, is used like, yep. There's so many. Yeah. Um, So anything that's used instead of like your name. Okay. Okay. So he walked over there. That's a pronoun. Okay. Um, So they went to the store. Yes. Absolutely. She picked up the block from the ground. Yep. <laughs> We're all toddlers. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so pronouns are super important because if you, um, and this is where misgendering someone comes in, okay, um, is it usually starts with pronouns. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is where it becomes important to make sure that we are gendering people properly because misgendering someone can be extremely traumatic, especially if you're yes. talking to someone um, who, who is trans or non-binary and they um, you don't use their correct pronouns. It can be traumatizing mm-hmm. and triggering because that's not who they are. Yeah, um, Laverne Cox says it best, misgendering someone is violence. And I really, truly believe that. Yeah. Um, and it also makes them not feel seen or heard. So we don't want to do that to people. Or safe. Or safe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the number, we uh, we put some feelers out. Yeah. And asked you guys what you guys wanted to hear from us. So we asked for questions that you guys wanted answered. And one of the questions that popped up was pronouns. How do I identify uh, which pronouns to use and um, how to like correctly ask for those pronouns okay because walking up to someone and being like are you a dude or a chick is not cool like that's not how you do that okay so not cool (laughs) (laughs) what are you no also Uh -uh. not cool okay so if you're ever confused by someone's pronouns or um how they are presenting in a public space um my my go-to okay is, hey, what pronouns do you use? It's oh so God. simple. It is revolutionary. Uh, it does not have to be any more complicated than nope. that. Just um, ask. <laughs> or take the initiative and be like, hey, my name is Amanda. My pronouns are she and they. What's your name? And then they're probably going to follow up with their pronouns as well. And more often than not, when you do ask someone who like, does present very um not on either side of the gender i like when you look at them and you can't and the first question that comes to your mind is the are you a boy or a girl then typically asking that person what their pronouns are is like music to their ears because more often than not people aren't asking that and so then they're assuming yeah, they're just assuming. My mama says, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. It's true. That's how you spell it. Ha. If anyone needed a walkthrough on that one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's so important just to ask. And I do think, too, something that is super important is that we have to start normalizing pronouns and not just for the trans community um, and non-binary community. I think it's really important for cis people to start saying their pronouns so then other people feel comfortable and it's not just a queer trans oh also i have my ear like the air quotes air quotes coming <laughs> out like it's oh that it's that trans thing no pronouns everyone has so we need to normalize them so if you have a name tag put your pronoun pronouns on it if you are someone who does icebreakers for your job 
Start asking people to write down or like say their name and pronouns. It has to be led by cis people and cisgender people. Um, for people who don't know what the cis is, um, I think it needs to be led by these people because it's important. I, I, I mean, it's scary as a non-binary or trans person to revolutionize pronouns because they don't feel safe, you know? So yeah. I think like when they're in a community with other non-binary and trans people, then they're like, yeah, pronouns. But it's scary going into this very like this world that doesn't really respect these identities and then say hey these are my pronouns when really it's safer sometimes to just hide your identity you know and deal with that trauma exactly and deal with the triggering yeah yeah so I do want to point out that like like I'm cis passing yeah like oh, so yeah. we should talk about so passing in general yeah well, which is well, we're a terrible all, thing yeah but yeah. um but like for for and for right now yeah. I'm gonna I'm cis passing so like you you wouldn't look at me and be like oh she that person is totally non-binary like look at that queer bow but um it gives me the privilege and the um responsibility to start asking pronouns yeah and making sure that I'm facilitating those even though I'm in the community yeah so it's no, it's for important sure. for I anyone agree. I think it's yeah. the job of a lot of people but I think that cis well, yes, people need absolutely. to start stepping up for yeah. sure um but yeah at the end of the day just ask don't assume someone's gender literally just say hey what pronouns do you use or how do you identify so I can respect your identity like yep. so simple easy peasy and once you do it a few times and do it for everyone not just people who you're questioning you know just normalize these pronouns I think that's important absolutely also if you end up misgendering someone which it happens mm -hmm. forgive yourself and move on say um say that I'm talking to someone and I misgender them I'm gonna go oops sorry and then I'm going to say their correct pronoun yeah. and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to continue to address them correctly um, don't be like, oh my God, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh my I God, can't oh believe my God, I did that. So, 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 right. Oh my God, because you're making it about you now, not them, and yeah. you're making them have to comfort you when you just hurt them. Does that yeah. make sense? So also, you're making a bigger deal out of it than it really to needs to be. Yeah. Say sorry. So literally, move on. if I'm like, oh, she, I mean they. Yep. Quick. She, I mean they. Yep. Or he, I mean they. It, it can be very quick, smooth transition. Yep. For sure. Just like what I when I was like transgendered. Oh, gendered. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. transgender. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's kind of our pronouns. Do you want to talk about the whole idea of passing? And it's not necessary. I guess to start this conversation, it's not okay to go up to a trans person and say wow I would have never known you want to talk about this babe yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so because I am a trans male and I look as though I am a cis man like cis identifying man um so a lot of people, when I tell them um, I'm a trans male, 
their initial response is that they're like, I would have never known. And it's like, but that's the point. Like, I don't necessarily want you to know because it's not necessarily important to know because more often than not, when you do know that puts me at harm's way. Also, you're not Adrian, the trans guy. Yeah. That's, that's not, it's not your identity. You know what I mean? I mean, it is, it is like a part of my identity, but it's like not at the forefront. Like the things that I want you to know about me are I'm caring and compassionate and I like going on hikes and doing all this other stuff. Not, I don't want the first thing you think of is that I'm a trans male because yeah, because initially it comes down to like people's first thought is my genitals too. Right. And I don't necessarily want you thinking about my genitals and I don't really want to talk about my genitals with you either because in a sense that can be very triggering because I don't want to think about my genitals either. Um, right. Because for a lot of people getting a gender affirming surgery is not attainable they don't have the proper insurance they don't have insurance at all or they just don't have the funds for the recovery afterwards so if i'm not able to get my gender affirming surgery and that's a very soft point in my life of my genitals because they don't match what i think that they should look like i'm especially not going to want to talk with some stranger about them right i don't i don't know if anyone would that and that's the thing is that like i don't know if anyone would be cool with someone coming up to them and um alluding to a discussion about your genitals like yeah and i think that's another important thing to talk about like um in general like when it comes to trans non-binary folks we should not be focusing on genitalia and we should not be asking them these questions. Um, but also I guess like this song was turning into like what not to do, which I think is good. I think it's good to kind of talk I'm, about I'm that cool with what not to do. What's that? I'm cool with like a what not to yeah. do. Yeah, Like, segment, I mean, the first you know? one is don't assume someone's gender. <laughs> the second or pronouns. The second one is don't say, wow, I would never tell or, or I can never tell. Um, and then third, don't ask for, about their genitalia unless you want them to ask you about your genitalia so those are the three that are popping up for me right now but I think like we kind of have to talk more about the passing stuff um, yeah absolutely because it's really important I think to talk about this idea of passing which I don't think is really it can be a very problematic topic because it can be something that someone uh, aspires to yeah and that's fine we don't want to take that away from anyone but we want to underlie the idea that passing isn't the end goal for is not the end goal for transness no it does passing does not make you any more valid Mm -hmm. um so so passing yeah the idea of passing or any less valid absolutely Yeah. yeah um so the idea of passing is that um like like in adrian's case that a trans man looks like a cis man yeah okay um or that a trans woman looks like a cis woman um so the idea that you quote wouldn't be able to tell yeah and also it's this idea that all people who are trans are 
trying to be on the binary Mm -hmm. um and like the binary is the end goal and there are binary trans people and that's totally fine but there are people who aren't um they're non-binary um trans people you know so like passing is problematic because it has this expectation for all people who are trans and non-binary because in my opinion I guess just because it's this like this kind of platform or this like like this place people are trying to achieve and I think that it's important to talk about the folks who don't quote-unquote pass because they're just as valid and they're just as beautiful and we need to find space and room in society for folks who are more androgynous or maybe masculine and feminine and fluid yeah so like Mm -hmm. it's all about it's not all about passing and we need to find beauty in ambiguous gender you know i think Mm -hmm. we need to find beauty in not these binaries yeah and um unfortunately a lot of the time you see in media men like cis men like doing their makeup and putting on a wig and wearing a dress and then people laugh at it and it's like um masculine presenting people or people who have a lot of masculine quote-unquote traits like body hair and maybe muscle like like buff muscles broad shoulders yeah there's a lot of different masculine characteristics and then Mm -hmm. maybe they wear makeup and um longer hair and um dresses and like that's beautiful and that's their identity and that's their gender expression and it's being ridiculed because it's funny or different or weird where no that's that person's experience and we need to stop making fun of it we need to accept it and find it beautiful you know so it's just there's a lot there's a lot to this conversation um so this idea of passing is problematic because it confines trans people and non-binary folks into this binary um way it assumes that they want to fit into that binary too exactly it's again assuming which we don't want to do 100 percent. yeah so are we comfortable moving on to our personal stories or do you think there's anything we're missing out I think that there's going to be more coming up too as we continue to talk. Actually, since I said gender fluid, I just want to cover that as like a, like a term real Mm -hmm. fast. So, um, gender fluid is the idea that your gender is literally fluid. Okay. So, um, the, the idea that you could be, um, that your gender could be male and then, um, like gravitate towards more female. Okay, or somewhere on the spectrum or um, just that your gender is constantly moving. The idea of fluidity is that there's constant movement. Yeah, like someone could be using he, him pronouns and presenting very masculine one day. And then a couple days later, they might wear a dress and ask you to use she, her pronouns Mm -hmm. Um, because gender is on a spectrum, like we said earlier, and is incredibly fluid. Absolutely. Um, So that's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. definitely there's so many terms too and so many <laughs> I think we're gonna get more into more too talking about our own personal experiences as well yeah. um and then also there's like a bazillion online like it's so beautiful look yeah. it up yes do you yes. want to go first or you want someone else to go first I don't care I can go you first you kind of started and then yeah I can talk about it deeper yeah go for it 
go, go, go. So, um, like I said before, um, I identify as non-binary. Um, for, for me personally, I prefer, I prefer the term queer. Um, cause I just, I remember the first time that I actually heard the word queer. Um, <laughs> I was working at a store in the mall, um, and a friend who worked there was, uh, dating a trans man. And, um, I think I was like 18, 17 or 18. And, um, I probably asked something inappropriate at the time. So like, and just know that you, everyone is evolving and we we're all learning. <laughs> so, uh, um, but my, my coworker ended up dropping the word queer, that they were a queer trans man. And I was like, oh, what is queer? I've never heard this word before in my life. Like, you're either gay or you're straight. And that's like, you got nothing else, you know? My language was, there was very little language yeah, for this. Limited language. Yep. And, um, and when, when she explained queer to me, it was kind of like, um, it, was, it was very wishy-washy. You know, um, it was very much like, uh, well, he identifies as a trans man, but there's lots of feminine features that he's holding on to. And um, so they're kind of like somewhere in the middle. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. And I moved on like throughout my whole life. So I'd already come out as like bisexual. Um, I think it was 13 when I came out as bi. And um and so that was me coming out with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I never really delved into like my gender. It was just like, eh, I'm a tomboy, mm-hmm. or like, eh, I'm just one of the guys. Yeah. And um, and I was 24, 24, I think, when I officially came out as non-binary. Um, and it was one of those things where someone had better explained queer to me, like. I maybe six months beforehand and I remember talking to Mike who's Mike is my partner um and this is me I'm queer do you hate me do you love me less because I'm now kind of a man I don't understand what's happening with my brain (laughs) I had a meltdown you know what I mean scary (laughs) yeah especially just flips around you're like yeah (laughs) I was so comfortable with tomboy um that when when queer was presented to me it was it was just light went off in my head and that was it that was it I'm I'm queer this is fantastic um non-binary is like just a more correct term I I like Um, gender queer I could be gender queer um I I don't know it's something about like something about gender queer I don't I something about queer has always been nice for me mm-hmm. gender queer seems like too much yeah but like but whatever it's always gen- the language you can still be absolutely queer, gender and sexuality and just say you're queer yeah yeah you don't have to be like i'm gender queer right no i'm, I'm definitely queer as fuck like yeah. that's my blankets mm-hmm. there we go blankets <laughs> <laughs> i also think we should probably touch on the subject of like how queer is maybe not so much of a negative term anymore oh yeah sure. okay yeah, let's definitely talk about that. Do you want to finish too. your story first of all? Sure. Okay. I don't really know where else to go, though, because yeah. I came out at 24. and How I've old kind are you of, now? 
27. I'm going to be 28 soon. So. Well, baby gay. I had to no, think about that one. That was me You're not a baby gay. You've been, you've been gay for a, since you were like 13. I've been gay forever. Yeah, true. I mean, you, I was born this way, so. Baby, I have a dance party to Gaga later. Yeah, we should. Um, so, okay. Queer. That's the big word. Because yes. um, queer was a bad word before. It was, it was a bad, bad word. Derogatorily. That's not a word. It's fine. Made it up. Um, <laughs> still better than transgendered. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that. Listen. I'm going to keep making up words and be like, better than. <laughs> so basically, historically, queer was a term that was negative. It was very bad it was derogatory um a lot of people related to kind of like the r word for like that community and like stuff like that i don't know but do you want to add something yeah and queer can still necessarily be a derogatory term oh yeah depending on the way that it's used because a lot of people will use it as a slur so when you're using any sort of um language that can be inclusive but in a negative tone like it can still be derogatory but like people can still identify as being a queer yeah intent (laughs) i'm totally a queer (laughs) (laughs) it sounds so weird to me i'm like i'm Um, queer intent is important yes super important so there's a difference between someone yelling out a window like go home you queer and me being like my favorite queers like there there's a difference okay yeah. so in intent is important definitely and also like because it's a ho- historic thing um a lot of the older generations are still uncomfortable with it yeah. um and also some people who aren't part of older generations are still uncomfortable with the word describing right. the community so it is important to be respectful of those folks but it's also important for those folks to be respectful of people who have reclaimed it and mm-hmm. use it as their identity so yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I figured I'd go into my story now on gender. Um, So I grew up in a small town, good old Honey Eye Falls. um, And there wasn't a lot of talk about like even gay or lesbian or any of that. And so um, growing up, you know, I was born my sex was female and so I thought I had to identify as female and I tried everything I tried short shorts I tried tank tops I tried push-up bras I tried all of that and literally it felt so uncomfortable none of it felt right on my body none of it seemed to fit and so in my my like my body is very broad And so it was hard to find clothes in general um, in the feminine section. Um, So eventually, once I hit, um, probably, I came out as bi in seventh grade. And I got picked on quite a lot. And then um, as time kind of moved on, once I hit seventh grade, or uh, ninth grade, I cut my hair. Um pretty short and I started wearing more masculine clothes um like cargo shorts uh t-shirts 
uh, men's tank tops, uh, you know, just like more masculine clothing. And that's when kind of like my gender expression started to change. And I, I knew that I was more masculine. You know, I did four years of football identifying as a female and that was unheard of in the town. And everybody was like, what, what the heck? Like, what is going on? And like, they would ask my mom and be like, (laughs) you're letting your daughter play football. Yeah. Why not? And, um, so as time kind of went on, you know, I still didn't have the vocabulary for my identity. So I was just like in this constant identity crisis for like four years of just thinking I'm this butch lesbian for so long. And um, once I started to hang out with people outside of Honey Oil Falls and they started telling me their story, I heard about um, a local magazine that covered um, trans men. And so I just like... I started to learn the vocabulary and I started to hear other people's stories. And so from there, I was able to finally figure out the vocabulary that fit me and where my gender identity really lied, you know, like what really fit me. And so that's when um, I started to kind of like play around with a different name and having people call me with like call me by he him pronouns and after like a week it I just felt so relaxed and happy a lot of my um interactions with people were um so like different I just like felt better about myself and who I was so that's kind of my journey that's awesome um can I just ask you um just because we talked about boxes and binaries and blah 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 blah. um you said before that you identify as I think it was last maybe it was was the last last podcast that you identify as a queer trans male yeah. So what does that mean to you? What does is, what is queer mean to you? So queer to me is basically like I... So trans male is just yeah. my gender. Yep. Like that's it. And okay, then cool. the queer part is more of my sexuality. Um, so I find that my sexual interest as far as other people's genders are just completely random and... It, like, doesn't really matter what their genitals are, how they identify as a person. It, like, I can go either way. It's just, like, as long as you're a genuine person and I like your personality, then, yeah, I'm probably going to be into you. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that explanation. Yeah. (laughs) So then queer is more your your sexuality for you. Okay. That's, That's great. Great. Okay. Um, Hannah, do you want to share your story a little bit? (laughs) Sure. So my story is a little bit different from both of yours because you, I feel like you both kind of found at least your queerness early. I did not at all. Um, So I grew up in a religious home, a very conservative, like, town, literally... We had no GSA. We had no, like, 
the GSA only is a great gay straight alliance. Yeah. So like we didn't have anything like that. Like I don't even remember ever like hearing about like gayness or anything, you know? Um, the only time it would just be like, and oh my gosh, I think that person's gay, but there literally was no, like, I think there was maybe one person out in my high school when I was in high school one person and then after we all graduated everyone was like I'm gay I'm gay too oh my god me too and like literally they left high school and then all these people started coming out so it was definitely um not a safe environment to be queer um and I didn't even shocking what's that (laughs) that one person I'm it's not crazy I mean and this this is me like being ignorant to that sort of yeah. like culture, yeah. Because I per- there's probably one gay person, at least one gay person, in every single classroom <laughs> in my school. Oh wow, um, yeah. yeah. In my school, it was very um, low key. Like I was pretty much the only one out for many years, and then finally, like three years after I came out as bi, you know, as pe- more more and more people started coming out. Wow. But it was it was still very minuscule. Um, you know, there was maybe 10 until my senior year. And then everybody was like way out there. Like they were wow. able to come out. Um, 10 sounds well, magical. I'm awesome. like, I wish. I'm I mean, I graduated like, with like 90, in my GSA, like <laughs> 96 people, I think, was how many people I graduated oh with. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. never mind. So, so there's a there's a statistical reason for that, too. Yeah. I had like 500 people in my graduating oh, wow. class. Yeah. It was close. Yeah, I only had, uh, well, mine was the smallest class. I think we were like mid 200s or like down, but like all the classes below me and all the classes above me had like. 300 or more okay wow. dang so you yeah. guys you two both went to a lot bigger schools than me. Yeah. So, so okay yeah <laughs> we had zero people besides like i think one person comfortable with being out to my knowledge um and so like high in high school i never like experienced any of that like it just was so out of out of our like little culture in our small town yeah. um and especially being religious you know um in a christian home so um it wasn't until college till i started learning more about queer people and um then i realized i mean i feel like i've i look back and i can see the queerness brewing in me for a lot of time um but I just didn't have words for it I didn't have comfort for it and then in college um I actually came out first to a stranger she's now a good friend um but literally we we're like Gretchen Wieners shout out to Gretchen Wieners that's not her <laughs> actual name but um she lives in Australia right now and I miss her. Um, but yeah, I came out to her. We were on our way. I was in women's student union and we were like on our way to like some, I don't know, event that we were doing. And I literally just like was talking to her on the way and I was like, yeah, so pretty sure I'm pretty like queer, but like, I'm too scared to be out. So I don't tell anyone. You're actually the first person I've told. Um, I don't know what to do. So like, I'm just like not going to be out because it's scary. And I don't think people are going to like me anymore. And, and I was just like, like word Word vomiting vomiting. everywhere. (laughs) And she was like, 
well, I'm queer too. And that's why I think I told her because I knew she was queer. Um, and she's like, so you already got like someone on your side. I don't even know. So like after I got it out and I finally like let the words out, I felt more comfortable telling more people, but I also was very like uncomfortable myself about myself so like especially with that religious background especially with being active in a church at the time like I felt like I couldn't be out and it was wrong and there's so much shame and like everyone else like it was fine if they were but if I am no that's not okay so like that's why for the longest time I couldn't even accept it myself but finally it just bottled up it like festered for so long that I was like I can't keep it inside anymore so um yeah it was college I think it was my junior year in college so pretty far I think I was 19 pretty sure um so that's when I came out was queer and then um what yeah. did queer mean to you then? Queer means to me. Oh, queer well, means well, to like, me. When when you came out then, you know what I mean? Like yeah, que- well, and queer actually, develops. Your like your sexuality and your gender yeah. is developing. Oh, it's you developing. Know what I mean? Actually, so. originally came out as sexually fluid. That was the most thing. Like the the phrase that I guess like really stuck out to me. Um, it wasn't committing to this like identity, but it was like, hey, my sexuality sexuality is fluid so like Mm -hmm. you're gonna notice as I keep telling you about my identity and how it's formed over the years like I am I pick out words that mean many things or they're very broad because I'm very uncomfortable with like boxes Mm -hmm. um which makes sense to me now that I know my my identity more so um at the time, I was sexually fluid. I was not queer yet, um, but I was queer, but yeah. I didn't have that word yet, but um, sexually fluid was my jam. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I got some flack for it, um, and it was definitely uncomfortable being out, especially from the town I was in, uh, or town I was from, um, especially because like growing up in a a Christian home and like being active in the church still at that time it was very uncomfortable for me um but as I kept going I, I I started to be more comfortable with it so like right now I'm completely comfortable with my sexuality and I, I think we'll delve more into it in our part two of this but yeah. I identify identify at this moment as queer like sexuality and also queer in general I'm just a queer person that means uh sex and gender for me personally mm-hmm. um so my gender story, um, I, <sighs> so, um, what's that? <laughs> you can take a breather if yeah. you'd like. Um, I don't know really when it started. I think, I mean, it's definitely been the past like five, six years that I've been questioning my gender. Um, but I have never felt safe enough to explore it. Um, I explored it a little bit with an ex of mine. Um, however, that was a very toxic relationship. So I didn't know myself at the time at all because it was a very codependent relationship. So yeah, I I was very hooked on that. Um, so I didn't really exist in that relationship. Um, when I look back on it, so like, that's when I first realized, oh, I can question my gender. That's kind of where that started. 
And then, um, so that's when I was like more comfortable. Um, our cats are crazy. <laughs> You're like, where I did you come from? Into the mic. <laughs> it's she good. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know what to start. Oh god. Okay. Um, oh gosh. What was I talking about? Well, I know my gender. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so you didn't feel like you had an identity in your yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's when I started though exploring my gender in certain ways. Where like I decided I didn't want to like shave my legs, which is a masculine quote unquote trait in mm-hmm. my case. Ugh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I stopped. I just stopped shaving like my under underarms for a little bit. Um, I currently do shave them now, but I still have not shaved my my legs. <laughs> I know I don't. That's fine. Um, but I still want to shave my legs, and it makes me happy because it's been, like, over six years. So it just – I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm, I'm deflecting. No, so but, that, but that's part, part of, of – That's part of it how you, your, your gender expression is. So exactly. it's important to, to yeah. know those Even things. though I do yeah. feel shame around it for sure. But um, I'm starting to get better. Uh, but so I guess at the time I just like was exploring with masculine clothing, not wearing makeup, like all these different things. Um, but I still didn't have words for it. I just was questioning. I was in that kind of, um, part of my life. And then I guess like within the past few years, especially being in a healthy relationship with Mabu Adrian, shout out, um, (laughs) he has provided a very like just healthy environment um where we're both individuals and we both grow as individuals um so i've been able to comfortably be in a place where i can try to find words for my gender so um i have realized that i am extremely uncomfortable with gender in boxes um similarly to sexuality in my in my experience so i definitely I'm on the non-binary spectrum and I I did slowly start coming out recently to some people that I was non-binary but then I realized like as I was coming out with those words it didn't fit for me um but I think I did figure out what I truly identify as and it actually is kind of in a box but it's not in a way too (laughs) so it's like this one term it's agender and agender means you don't identify as a as any gender so that's why it's like really broad still. But um, basically, like as I was explaining, like gender on a spectrum and all that stuff, like I don't identify at all with it. And like binaries make me so physically uncomfortable um, terms. So if someone called me a man or a woman, like that's uncomfortable for me. If someone called me um, daughter, son, what? Lady. Lady. Um, girl. Like. Phrases like that make me incredibly uncomfortable and not feel safe. Um, and that is what I feel like is keeping me in in the closet because this is actually officially my first public out. So you're welcome. Congratulations, uh, Hannah. Oh. oh, wow. That was loud. <laughs> I like swallowed the mic. <laughs> so, like, here, let me got... just deep throat the mic. Right <laughs> hey, <now."> shut up. <laughs> just got so excited. <laughs> I'm nervous. So, yeah, I get called all these things all the time and it makes me so uncomfortable, but I've also not told people because I'm uncomfortable. So right. I definitely identify as a gender, so I don't identify as any gender. Um, and... 
I have not felt more comfortable after like accepting that about myself because it makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense why I'm like so angry at the gender binary and I'm so <laughs> angry at gender in general. And like it makes me so uncomfortable. And I do. I mean, I am femi. Like I definitely present more feminine. I wear makeup. Um, but I also like to be more androgynous as well. So like I'm myself. I'm me. I don't have mm-hmm. any kind of defining parts of myself and I'm allowed to choose that so this Absolutely. is me like own it <laughs> like oh god it happened own it own <gasps> it so <laughs> I wish you guys could see me because it's really funny <laughs> um but yeah I don't think I've ever seen anyone's nervous tick of like nervousness to just automatically take whatever's in front of them and just <laughs> shove it in their mouth yeah, that was Maybe I have an oral fixation. No, no, I really don't. But yeah, um, so I'm a work in progress. This yeah. is real time. Like I just came out of the closet and I'm scared of the repercussions. And that's why I haven't fully come out. And I'm scared that people are not going to understand me. And I already feel like they don't understand me. So I guess like my biggest concern right now is... I already have asked a lot of different people not to call me lady, woman, girl, all these different things. And like, I have not really seen much respect from that. So like, and those are people I trust. So I'm, I'm scared and in my bubble still because I haven't seen that from like loved ones and people I, I thought I would get that from. So now that I'm like out, out, I'm like scared even, I don't know. I don't know. It just like, I don't know. And that's totally, like, a common thing to, like, have fear around when coming out because, like, a lot of people are totally shamed for their sexual identity, for their gender identity, and more often than not, a lot of people get kicked out of the house for coming out to their parents, and so they just hide. Yeah. There's also a lot of shame around, um, like... (laughs) expecting more out of people like oh now you expect me not to call you girl or now you expect me to use your correct pronouns Mm -hmm. like you're asking me to change and um it's it's not about when I very first started coming out I had a lot of people that were like oh but you're still my I'm still gonna call you by your dead name can you explain uh, what a no. Dead name is? Um, so as a trans person, um, my dead name is the name that I was given as at birth. I um, thought you were gonna say your dead name, and I'm over oh, here no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I don't even want to so know no, it. No. Go away. Got pit stains. Yeah. My boobs are my sweating. Dead name guys. Is... <laughs> no. Don't do that. No. <laughs> oh my god. No. Um, I would never give anyone that leg up of like being able to give me that so sort of self-harm so it's like when people do know your dead name and they end up using it like it can be a form of abuse absolutely Um, so it's like when you refuse to use someone's chosen name or preferred name um and you use their dead name instead and you do it purposefully like that is a form of violence Absolutely. absolutely yeah and so, um, yeah, my dead name. So to finish off the, uh, <laughs> we're all like, I'm still like, no, like, no, no. <laughs> your dead name is the name that you're given at birth. And then you have your chosen name. So the name that you currently are using. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. 
Um, so I can't remember who said this, and I'm going to Google it. Actually, I should Google it while I'm doing this because um, someone came out uh, as non-binary and like a like a celebrity some sort of celebrity and um they said something along the lines of um i never felt like a man but being a woman i never made peace with and i thought it was so beautiful and it was something that really really sat with me because i have never made peace with the idea that I'm a woman. Yeah. Like you can call me woman. Mm-hmm. I'm I personally okay with that. Um as long as I'm not like inf- infant infantilized, infantilized, infantilized. Infantilized. So uh like like girl, not cool cuz yeah, I'm a boy. I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown ass person <laughs> over here. No, no. You can I I'm, I'm been called man. Yeah. Call me a man. I don't care. Yeah. As long as you're not calling me boy. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, there, I've never made peace with the idea of being like feminine and female yeah. and all, all female. Yeah. Or all woman. No, absolutely. Um, but. And I do like, I guess, like, um, while you're looking for that, because I definitely want to hear it more yeah. for her, because that sounds beautiful. Um, I feel like, like gender and like all these binaries that we have are man-made like they are made by humans so like society yeah society like as someone who is a gender and someone who doesn't have a gender I don't feel comfortable with this institution that humans and society have has made so that's literally it it's not that I it's just I'm uncomfortable with gender. I don't it doesn't align with my my being. And that's okay. Um but it's also okay if gender does align with your being, you know? So like and I also want to note too that like all non-binary and trans people are different. So like that's why I wanted all of us to share our experience because it's important for you to as a listener to notice the differences and the uniqueness between all of our stories like both Amanda and I um are on the non-binary spectrum and our experiences are completely different and Adrian is kind of more on a binary trans um spectrum you know um and that's totally cool too and his experience is completely different than both of our experiences we do have similar experiences where pronouns are important to us and like all these different things but they're all unique and just because you just heard from two non-binary people and a trans guy doesn't mean that every non-binary person and trans person you trans guy you meet are the same um and I do think it's important I don't I mean when you're talking about gender I think it's so important for intersections to be noted um when you're talking about anything intersections should be noted but the experiences of trans people and non-binary people um that's just one intersection of someone's identity I think it's important to also address other intersections of someone's identity so specifically in the trans community uh black uh trans women are the uh 
kind of the community within the trans community that is the most targeted with violence and murder. Um, 80%. 80%. Yeah. 80. And like I'm pretty eight, sure the life, zero. the life expectancy of a trans woman of color and a more specifically a black trans woman is, I believe they just updated it to 34 years old. I was going to. I was going to say 35, so I'm glad. Okay. That, yeah. I think it's yeah. between 34 and 36, I would yeah. say, comfortably. I read a, it was last year. I read the study and it was 35. So okay. if, if it's 34 and that's. I think they what just updated the, it, but yeah. within 34 to 36, still horrific. So I, I just feel like I would feel uncomfortable if we didn't bring that up um, in this discussion. Oh, you can't find the quote. That's okay. We'll can't post it, it on, we can post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Once we got it. So, um, there were a couple other questions that I got on my end. Did you have any more besides the pronoun question? Um, I did not besides the pronoun question. And as far as regards to like, um, um, someone mentioned, it wasn't necessarily a question, but someone mentioned kind of how there's now studies, um, showing that, uh, folks who are transgender, their brain chemistry actually resembles the gender that they identify with. Um, do you want to kind of note on that a little bit or talk about it or, uh, I th- or is that well, good? I mean, you kind of just did. Like, yeah. So, so they've actually done. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm just sitting here <laughs> like, wasn't yes. sure if you wanted to add. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so there's actually been brain scans done on, um, trans people and then cis people. Okay. So, cis people have brain scans and um they're uh, okay so a, a cis woman's brain would look and function similarly to a trans woman's brain regardless of what their genitals are regardless of the sex that was assigned at birth and the same with cis men and trans men um so just kind of showing that like your Science. brain actually resembles um, the way that uh, you identify. Yeah, you identify. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also want to point out that the American Center for Pediatrics says that gender is affirmed by the age of four. Mm. Four. I've heard two. It, two. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's now four. Yeah, so, I think when I, think I was in school, four. it was two. But oh, that was okay. also like five years ago. Yeah, so this was a study I, I read right before. Yeah, um, I believe that though. But but yeah, they're saying four four now, mm-hmm. um, and that means that like by the age of four, that children have a solid idea of how they identify um, as far as our societal structures of masculine and feminine. Yeah, which That's so fascinating. Yeah. And I also want to point out that we're talking about America. We're talking about yes. our society. Yeah. So, um, if, if cross culturally, like, yeah, oh my cross gender is completely is different. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, even if you're talking like Native Americans, yes. the the gender, um, gender culture is completely different. Yeah, yeah third gender is mm-hmm. um, definitely a thing. And then like India, I believe has five genders that are Thailand has. Five, or Philippines, Three? there's literally yeah. many. Like, yeah, 
multiple like over three to five there's some with six there's right. literally it's so fascinating so, it's awesome and each gender has their own way that they structured or each sorry each culture has their own way that they structure gender mm-hmm. and how they structure their culture around gender yeah. so like our culture is structured around a masculine binary. feminine or yeah. feminine binary yeah and it's kind of funny because I've heard a lot that, like, in those cultures, people um, tend to celebrate those people oh. more. Like, oh, they're yeah. more special than, um, like, cis people. Yeah. They're actually accepted. So it kind of looks like, from our view, oh, my gosh, they're celebrating these people. But really, they're just normalized. They're, yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with people in America either who identify this way. However, society tells us it is. So like in these cultures where they actually legitimately have a gender system that includes more than just two genders, these people are like normal people, okay? And normalized in their society. And it's awesome. I don't know. It's just so amazing. And that's where you see, that's where... I feel like a lot of ignorance comes from where people are like, there's two genders or like, yeah, like really, and they're not budging on it. And it's like, okay, well, this is coming from a perspective where you're only looking at this American culture as the standard, you know, which is very common. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) And we all understand that we live in the United States and that, um, Not the only country. This is, this is our culture yeah. as we live it, but um, understanding and at least like educating ourselves Definitely. about other cultures is so freeing. Yes. <laughs> and and it, it does give vocabulary where we might not have had it before. Yeah. Which and is there's huge. there's a lot of um, diversity in like sex as well, um, co- cross culturally. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't remember specifics because once again, it was like over five years ago, maybe six years ago when I last took my sex and gender class. But um, we talked about uh, in um, some Brazil areas, there is um, some areas in Brazil. I was like, wait, that didn't come out right. Um, there's actually um, these identities where these people are assigned female at birth, but when they start go- um, going through puberty, they are com- all their second sex characteristics are masculine. So they start having a, a masculine puberty. And mm-hmm. it's just such a, a very like cool thing to see because it's like see this is an example like gender and sex and sexuality they're fluid they're on a spectrum they're not this in a box thing that we all are taught from day one yeah yeah Yeah. so um a lot of the questions I got were kind of more specific in like how do we make things more inclusive how do we talk about like sexual wellness and stuff but I think we could do a whole another how to be inclusive episode because I think we could talk about that for an entire episode. So if you're cool with that, yeah, I'm, I'm well, the part three that. had to be inclusive yes. in spaces. So yeah. I don't know. Do you feel good about this? I feel good, feel about, good about this. Yeah. We touched on almost everything. Yeah. And I also want to know, like, we aren't like saying that we're experts on everything. We are not saying we know everything, but we are all three in the trans and non-binary community. So like, we're sharing our own experiences and our own studies and our own perspective on things but there are obviously I don't know what I'm trying to say we're just not experts you know yeah 
we're sharing our stories, we're yeah. sharing our lives, and we're sharing our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from anyone else's, and it no. doesn't make us experts. Yes, exactly. So, I think we're good. I think so we too. love you all so much. Love Goodbye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.